Hey, this is Lena Matice, and I'm the Midlife Mommy. I'm a mother of three boys and one girl. I'm here to discuss weight loss and raising kids. I write the blog, Food is My Addiction. My baby is a senior, so what do I do now? Please join me on my trek to reach my ultimate weight loss goals while finding my way as a midlife mommy. Hi, welcome back to the Midlife Mommy. This is episode 18, and today I'm going to be talking about loving life and not just food. I'm going back to the day that I first started my weight loss journey three years ago. I need some inspiration to help me get back the drive I had when I first started getting rid of flour and sugar from my diet. Something I have learned this past year is that even though I know flour and sugar are not good for me, I still like them. I still want a cookie every once in a while. I still want ice cream once in a while. Some programs that my subconscious mind is running are what keeps me going back to the foods I just want to eat when I want to eat it. This is my plan for this year. I want to figure out the program that my subconscious mind is running to take me back to eating the foods that I know are not good for me. So let's go back in time and see what I said three years ago on my blog to get some inspiration to start 2022 off with some true weight loss inspiration. Anyone that knows me, even a little, knows or should know I have not liked chocolate for 18 years. People ask me, how can you not like chocolate? I just don't like it anymore. Now, there was a day that I needed or I wanted chocolate every day of my life. When I was pregnant with my last child, I got so sick off of an Almond Joy, no less. My kids tease my youngest telling him, you run chocolate for mom. I tell him, it was the best thing that happened to me. I tell others I may not like eating chocolate, but I sure have made up for it in other ways. And then I point to my most beautiful body that I have. My son says it really was the coconut that made him sick. He hates coconut. Anyways, whatever it is that you crave, chocolate, white chocolate, caramel, ice cream, donuts, cake, ice cream, Yes, I know I said that twice. These are my go-to treats. Whatever you say you love to eat, whatever it is, why? Why do we always turn to food? Why, whenever I am happy, sad, angry, content, you can choose any feeling that you feel. Why do I always turn to food? A few years ago, we had one of our dogs die. Our other dog was so sad, he would sit in the backyard and he would moan and he would howl. He was just so sad that he lost his friend. So, guess what I did for him? Yeah, I took him a treat. Yep, I filled his pain with food. So why? This is the big question. I'm sure everyone asks, why do we always turn to food when we have any kind of feeling? I want you to think about that for a bit. Why do you turn to food 
when you have any kind of feeling, it doesn't matter what kind of feeling that you're having, why do we think that food is always the answer? Why do we think food is the feeler for what we are feeling? So I want you to think about that for a few seconds. What is your drive to want to eat food when you're having a different feeling? As humans, we feed our emotions. Did you know that thoughts create feelings, feelings drive the action, and actions create the result? This is what I've been learning for a few years now. When I first heard this, I thought, hmm, really it makes sense, but how do I change my thoughts? What I was asked was, what was your thought when you ate something you know you should not eat? I said, I thought, I really don't care. I just want to eat this. So my thought was, I don't care. My feelings were maybe deprivation, maybe boredom. My action was to eat whatever I wanted. My results would never change. The scale would creep up and I would feel like garbage. Let's take a moment and I want to talk to you today about what I've been feeling for the last year or couple of years. So COVID has thrown everybody into this I don't care mode because everything will be taken away from me. I think that's where I have lost a lot of my self-motivation is because we don't know what's going to happen day to day. I could go into school today and find out that three classrooms have been quarantined and half my class that I try to teach reading to will now be working from home. And that is hard. That is hard to not have control over certain things in your life. And I, for me, I think that's thrown me into a, why should I, if I can't control this in my life, why should I care about controlling my eating in my life when at a given moment, anything can be taken from you? Think about that for a moment. You know, think about how do you fight that battle? Our kids nowadays are fighting a battle of the same thing. One day they're with their friends, the next day the whole world is shut down and they're told not to go anywhere or do anything. And so it throws them into this mode of why should I care? And we need to think about that in this world that we're living in. What is that mode that is creating us to not care? Now let's go back to my blog from a couple of years ago. I found out I really just wanted to eat what I wanted to eat and not think of the consequences. This kind of thinking would not take me where I wanted to go. Nothing in my life would change. I would still be heavy. 
I would still feel awful and I would slowly be killing my body. I then created this mantra. It is all over the place at home and at school. The mantra is love life, not food. I am a healthy eater. I started telling myself to be excited. I can do anything I want. I want to eat healthy things. I always make a plan, and sometimes those plans change, but one plan that never change is no flour and no sugar and no snacks. I try to always be conscious about what I am putting into my mouth. So keep food boring and life exciting. This is my fourth week with no flour and no sugar. Here are the changes I see in me. Head is clearer most of the time. I can stay awake longer. Sleep is better. Body does not hurt as much as it used to. Weight loss is slow and steady. Do I still want things I know that will make me feel yucky? Yes. So this is what has changed. My thoughts. When a craving comes up, I think, do I want this or do I want to keep the commitment to myself? My feelings are content. My action is to not eat whatever I want when I want. My result is all those things that I said before. My head is clearer most of the time. I can stay awake longer. Sleep is better. Body does not hurt as much as it used to. Weight loss is slow and steady. Something I've learned is how to process my emotions. It's okay to feel any feeling I have. I've spent so many years hiding my emotions, except my happy emotions. Happy emotions are always so easy to show to everyone. The negative emotions are what we try to hide because they really are not fun emotions. So we try to cover them up. Find a place to allow you to feel that emotion until it subsides. Relax into it. Name it. You can use one word. Find it in your body and feel it. Picture it. Find a way to feel it so that you can examine that feeling rather than just feeding that feeling. Could you imagine feeling that emotion instead of feeding it with whatever food you choose to try and hide it with? Guess what? If you try to hide it, it will still be there. It will come up to fester when you have a similar situation show up again. Does this mean I never struggle with emotional eating? On the contrary, I experience a lot of emotions during the week. And I have thoughts like, ugh, I just want a candy bar. After that thought happens, I stop and think, do I really want a candy bar? Or what is the feeling I am feeling? I am a school teacher and most of the time I feel frustrated with my students or with the state department or maybe other people in my life. My action is to just feel that feeling and tell myself, you don't need a candy bar. You need to feel your feelings. I made a commitment to myself. I don't really want the candy bar. I just want to feel my feelings and move on. I know I can do anything I set my mind to. So now 
let's come back to the present, January 3rd, 2022. This was our first day back at school. I woke up as usual, 4 a.m. for my exercise and my scripture study. This is the time I decided a long time ago that my exercise and scripture study has to be done or it just won't happen. My day started off as usual. I had a great workout and getting ready for work was easy and I was excited to get back and see my students. Well, I got to work and four teachers were gone. So that meant I would have to sub in one of the classrooms. Lucky me, I got to teach fifth grade. As I was teaching fifth grade, we talked about resolutions. I told them my resolution was to lose weight. So I asked them, what steps do I need to take to lose weight? They told me to exercise and eat healthy. Isn't that funny that those are always the things we go to to lose weight? As my day went on, I was feeling overwhelmed. When I got home, I saw the cookies that I made for my husband and my feeling of overwhelm led me to pick up a cookie. So my first day at trying to eat healthy, or actually it was my third day trying to eat healthy, and I decided to pick up a cookie. It was so good that I ate way too many of them. So as I sat and thought about that, once again, I fed my emotion without even thinking about it. Feeding your emotions leads to mindless eating. This is what I'm going to do. When I feel an emotion that wants to be fed, I am going to ask myself, will this empower me? Will this goal reach my weight loss goal? Will I be able to release the unwanted weight my body is carrying if I eat that food? Another thing I have been struggling with is being motivated. I've thought a lot about how to motivate the unmotivated. As a teacher, I see this all the time. I have students that really don't care if they learn to read or not. I am looking for ways to help motivate them to want to be a better reader. One thing I've found that helps them is to find a story that interests them. Help them get a buy-in to their goal. What do they want to learn about? What interests them? So what is my buy-in to release those unwanted pounds? Number one, I want to feel better. Number two, I want a long life without awful health problems and feeling yucky. Number three, I want to play with my grandkids and be around for a long time so I can see them grow up. To sum up this podcast, find your why you want to accomplish a goal. What is your buy-in for wanting that goal? Get excited about the goal and visualize it happening. Find a way to enjoy this journey. Life is hard, but we are strong and we can do hard things. Show gratitude for what you have and write it down. Acknowledge the creator and know he will help you with anything you struggle with. Feel your emotions and let food fuel your body. We don't need chocolate to help us get through our rough day. We need healthy food so that we can have a clear and open mind. We can do this. 
Next week, I'll be going back to raising kids, and I will be talking about raising kids and eating healthy. I'll talk to you next week.